We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. KC Laboratory. Sponsored by Emprise Bank. It's the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank. You can open an account with Emprise Bank in less than five minutes. The savings, it's not just time savings, they just start there. Emprise is a trusted partner with a variety of products and services to help you achieve your goals. Don't be tethered to a brick building. Like, when's the last time you've been in a brick building? Uh, you know, like a, a, a bank. I haven't been in a long time. Start a meaningful relationship with a bank that has your best in mind. That is Emprise Bank, our partner, Impossible. Uh, they're the best. Really enjoyed uh, getting to partner with them. So, uh, yeah, check them out if you haven't already. And check out my friend here, Maddie Lane. Find him on Twitter at Maddie underscore KCSN, formerly uh, Chief in Carolina. What's up? You're get you're getting the the Twitter tag down, so I like that. It was a little rough earlier this week, but you nailed it that time. Um, we're we're at this weird spot of the Chiefs all season, and we haven't been here in what in the last two years, where mm-hmm. we're kind of waiting for the Super Bowl, but the Chiefs don't have anything going on, and like we're just kind of sitting here twiddling our thumbs, like without really any idea what to do. So I think today we're gonna start talking about free agency, Kent. Yeah. We need to, and it sucks. Like today, we would be we'd be predicting the Super Bowl. This would be the this would be the episode that we okay. Would be well, the Super if the Bowl. Chiefs were playing the Rams, what would the score be? And just quickly, why? Thirty to twenty-seven, Patrick Levon Mahomes. In <laughs> that enough? in that universe, the Bengals' second half doesn't happen, and my confidence doesn't win. I, I, I still would. I'd st- I'm still gonna ride or die with them. Yeah, see, I'm torn here because I would I want to say the Chiefs are going to win because, you know, Kelsey and Mahomes and being there and all that kind of stuff. But I really want to reward the Rams for being the team that traded for Odell Beckham Jr. and having that be a part that, or not trading, but signing him and having that be a reward, you know, giving them getting a Super Bowl ring by going to get him after his dad masterfully got him out of Cleveland. Like, I do <laughs> want to give them credit for that because I think, I, it was funny. I think I tweeted it out, or I might have just said it on a podcast, but whichever team landed Odell Beckham Jr. was going to play in the Super Bowl. Yep. Whether it was the Packers, the Rams, the Chiefs, whoever got them, they were playing in the Super Bowl. It's like, I kind of just, for him and for that whole scenario, I kind of think they deserve a win. But if it was the Chiefs, you know, we'd still pick him to win. I just, I'd be a little torn. You, uh, you said that right after the game. Uh, See, there you go. You said that right after the, or like, it might have been the episode right after the game. It was like, 
Odell. Beckham. I repeat a lot of points. I repeat a lot of them. You know, it's no, like, it was a great. No, it was a great point. I thought it was a very astute point. I think it's absolutely true because Odell Beckham would have helped. Uh, I think the Chiefs, but we're not going to go there. We're going to talk about maybe maybe we will talk about Odell Beckham Jr. a little bit because he is a free agent. I think what we kind of you know like it's too early to probably speak too much on names. We're kind of just kind of you know we're kind of starting to lean into the off season process. You know we've talked you know. We've talked some draft needs at different points here on this show. I think we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, whether or not, you know, we're going to go position by position. Is this a free agent signing? Is this a draft signing? Is it both for a bunch of different positions that the Chiefs have some needs uh, to fill out this roster? And we'll just go up and down. We'll start on offense. Running back right now, it's it's Wait, it's Clyde Edwards. Why are we? Why are we skipping quarterback? Did you not watch this last second half? Okay. okay. All right, guy. Good one. This I'm not going to, I will not stand for this. Okay. I can't even handle the jokes. Continue. Sorry. I can't handle it. Just bypass that altogether. Tucker, cut that if you are listening right now. Uh, mark that. Um, running back, though. Clyde Edwards is really the only running back. Uh, Derek Gore, I get technically they own their rights. Free agency, draft, both, none. What are you doing at running back? Mm, both i think mm. i okay i think they will re-sign one of daryl williams or jarek mckinnon um i don't know if there's a preference i think they trust daryl williams a little bit more but jarek mckinnon got them going a little bit later on so i think you will re-sign one of them the other one might go you know chase a little bit of money somewhere else by somebody that will pay them more and then i do think after that you might see a day three guy they could come in and fill whatever role they didn't get so if you re-sign jarek mckinnon Maybe you look for a you know a blocking back that can be your short yardage guy to replace Darrell Williams, or vice versa. You get that guy. Maybe you look for that home run threat, that receiver out of the backfield to replace Jarek McKinnon, just like late in the draft or something like that, just to fill kind of that need or that position. I don't think any big investments, just some they need bodies if they're going to lose both of those guys. I think is where I'm at right now with it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's about right. Um, let's go to receiver. We're going to talk about receiver. They're losing a lot there, too. They're going to have McCole Hardman. They're going to have Tyreek Hill still, uh, uh, both of them on contract years, actually. Uh, and they're losing, technically, right now, Byron Pringle's a free agent. Demarcus Robinson's a free agent. Um, what are you doing? Free agency, draft, both. What are you looking at there, Maddie? Literally everything. Literally everything. Trade for T. Higgins. I'm just kidding. Oh boy! Like we, <laughs> that, that you guy. can't even you can't even leave that in yesterday's Chiefs Twitter. No, no, no! You got to bring <laughs> that to today. Goodness. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think you should re-sign Byron Pringle. I don't know if his his value might be. I think he might have put enough out there for somebody to more than the Chiefs might want to pay him right now. Might, but if you can bring him back, you bring him back. You then kind of have Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, Byron Pringle but you still need a clear cut number two receiver. And I don't know if you don't start preparing for not bringing McCole Hardman back the year after. Maybe you do, but he might again, want to go get that big paycheck. He hasn't got a big one yet. So you might need to re-sign somebody, sign a guy in free agency because you need a guy ready to step on the field as your wide receiver two right now and go draft somebody. Like I, I could see a need at every single one of those. I think the biggest thing though is somebody has to be pr like ready. Somebody has to be starter ready from the get-go, whether that is Byron Pringle, maybe, or a free agent. Like you got to get somebody that can step in and be ready to play on day one. I think they move on from Demarcus Robinson. I think Byron Pringle is a smart addition. I, Cornell Powell is technically still here. If you have any hope for him, maybe filling out the bottom of the roster, we'll see. 
I think they've got to address. I, I would I would address uh, wide receiver heavily this year. You know, if if they have more weapons, you know, I think I think the outcome of that game is differently. We just talked about Odell Beckham Jr. as a you know as a guy that really could have changed the complexion of this team. And like, I know some people want to say, Hey, you have two, two passing options. Like that's enough. That's not enough in modern football. And you need to be aggressive in trying to add offensive weapons, get greedy with Patrick Mahomes, like get greedy there. You don't have to fall into standard norms. Just go out and be aggressive. Go grab a, go grab a free agent receiver. Take a receiver in the top 100 picks this year. Be very intentional because you need short-term and long-term solutions anyway. So you need to draft and develop a wide receiver, and you also need to introduce a free agency into the mix, a guy that can maybe a better X-profile type um, would be really welcome, uh, especially since the Chiefs why ISO and treat Travis Kelsey as the X half the time. You know, he's start, like to, to Maddie's point, you know, they've faded. Uh, he's faded towards the end of the year a little bit. He's struggling to finish through games. He's only getting older. He's so amazing. People forget how, you know, he's an aging player. He's on the Love down it. end of his career. So He dipped to 82% of the snaps, offensive snaps this year. That's his lowest since he was uh, his second year, his first year able to play in the NFL. That He played the least amount, like the least percentage of the snaps that he has since his first year starting. That's a trend. Like, I mean, it's going to happen. He's not young. He's still great. But he's not young. He doesn't need to play 80 plus percent of the snaps, especially you don't need to you don't want to have to need him to. If he does because it happens, so be it. But you should be happy with getting him at 65, 70 percent of the snaps in a game most weeks. The Chiefs got to find a way to not have him on the field all the time. And I do think that's through the receiver spot somewhere else. I mean, it's just easier to find a receiver than another stud tight end. Although I have a bone to pick with you, Kent. How dare you skip the fullback position? Uh, How fine. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to cover fullback? Yes. Hashtag sign Michael Burton. Yes. Done. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> there we go. Tight end. Another one. You know, they're 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 barren. You know, uh, they're losing. They're losing Blake Bell. Their their best inline blocker. They got Travis Kelsey. They got Noah Gray. What are you doing here? Uh, what are you doing here, Maddie? Free agency draft. Both what? You're also getting Jody Fortson back, I believe. So that's good because mm. I think he was showing a lot. He was improving as a blocker and he showed you enough as a receiver. Like I, I was slow to get on the Jody Fortson train because I don't think there was a lot of traction. It did start to come to fruition last year. It really did. And I'll be the first to say, like I was starting to come around that there could be something. So I'm excited to see him back. So from that regard, I want to say, I think maybe you're good, but you can't lose Blake Bell and not replace him. Travis Kelsey we just talked about him getting older. He he doesn't want to be out there blocking. You can see it. Like we did that fun discourse for a while. Well, hey, Travis Kelsey can block. He's a lot better blocker than he gets credit for. True, but not now. He doesn't want to. You can watch him on these split zones. You can watch him when they use him as a blocker. He's like, I'm getting in the way, but if I have to make real contact, unless it's a third and short, it's not happening. Like he just he isn't about that now at where his body is, his age in the NFL. You need a Blake Bell type guy. If I don't care where that comes from, I'd probably look at the draft more than spending money in the free in the free agent spot. But if you get Blake Bell back, I'm I'm cool with him. I think Blake Bell was a league minimum deal. Um, I'd just bring Blake Bell back. I, this is a good year. You might be able to find value in the draft. But I'm sitting here. We're looking at three straight positions that we've talked about addressing in the draft. And so you know, I here's a, here's an interesting nugget here. And we're gonna. I don't think we should not. Don't don't take this too much into consideration as we're going down the list, Maddie. But 
Brett Veach has never made more than six picks in a draft ever. Uh, so it's just worth notating and thinking about. We've already got three off the board. Let's talk about tackle. Um, you know, you've got Lucas Niang, uh, who's coming back from a patellar tendon injury. You're losing Mike Remmers, Orlando Brown, free agent, technically. Um, what are you doing at the tackle position here? Well, Orlando Brown's not getting out of the building. I think we all agree upon yeah. that. So, like, let's just operate under the assumption he's back. Um, is Andrew Wiley still under contract or no? No. I think you have to bring back Wiley. I think it's pretty clear you can't trust Mike Rimmers where he's at. So you have to bring back Brown and Wiley. And I think you're kind of at the mercy to pay them whatever they want. But I still think, I know we're just starting to load up on a lot of draft needs right now, but I think that's where this team is. I think you need to draft the tackle. As much as I want to sit here and say Lucas Niang has shown enough that you believe 100% he's going to be your guy. I don't think there was a drop-off from Lucas Niang to Andrew Wiley in terms of play on the field. I think in some aspects, they might have even gotten better. And I don't know if you feel good enough about that situation to not address it in the draft. But I think it'd be a late I mean, a late draft pick. You're not focusing on anybody early unless a great value falls to you, I think. Yeah, and I mean, like if you look at you know running back, tight end, and tackle are all probably day three type picks that you're looking at here. Yeah. And tight end, I think you could get pretty good value potentially uh, in day three uh, with this with the steps this tight end class. Interior offensive line draft, trade uh, draft free agent. What, what what are we doing here? Um, let's go free agency just to save us from a draft. I don't know. You you don't. Need I a think starter. you're right. No, I think yeah. you're right. You don't need a starter. They got they um, got they got their three for the next three years. You got, yeah, you got your three. I think Nick Allegretti is contract is up. Um, but you can bring him. It might not be. He might have one no, more think, year. But, I think he's got one more year too. Okay, so then you got him. Like he's your next guy up. If you have Andrew Wiley around, that gives you another guy that has the flexibility to play inside. Like I think you're actually good there. But if you want to go sign a vet minimum guy that's been around the block, you know, a few times, an Austin Blythe type that can just step in if you're going to need it to, sure, go sign that guy in free agency. I would not anticipate seeing draft capital spent on the interior offensive line spot. I would be very surprised if they spent another pick along the interior of their offensive line. Like, very Or is it the new linebacker? I I don't know. I believe, uh, you know, they got Daryl Williams, too. You know, that's another guy uh, that that, that I think was on the practice squad last year inspiration too and he has some center background too which is i think probably one of the things they're probably looking for some additional ability at center even though i mean nick allegretti i think played some center yeah uh, defensive end <laughs> this might be a whole show uh all right let's look at your draft free agency both what are you what are you doing everything you're bringing back melvin ingram um then you have him mike dana joshua kando um Shalit Calhoun was signed to a futures contract. Today. Um, no, you're, I think, okay. I think you are going to move on from Frank Clark. Maybe you figure out a way to restructure him and keep him long-term in a very team friendly deal. Doubt it. That's the only way I think he stays though. So you're going to re-sign Ingram. You let Clark go. I think you need to sign at least kind of like receiver. You need a guy that can walk in and start. So you need a free agent. You can't rely on that to be there at pick 30 let alone later in the draft. So you have to sign a guy that could walk onto the football field as a starter in defensive end. Maybe it's not a great player, but you need at least one guy that can start. And then you obviously, Melvin Ingram ain't going to play forever. Mike Dana, Joshua Kendo are fun guys, but they're day three picks. You need somebody with a little bit higher ceiling, somebody that's more likely to become a you know 
plus starter in the league. So then you're going to have to turn around after signing at least one defensive end and go draft one pretty early. Yeah, I I think they're going to do I think they're going to do a lot of work here at the defensive end position because I mean they've got very glaring obvious holes. There's a lot of ways that this could all make sense. I don't think Frank Clark is undoubtedly gone at that number and you know maybe they can figure something out in a restructure, but I think it's more likely that they're just moving on from them. Um, they're going to have a lot of work to do. And, you know, I I would anticipate some of the bigger resources that they have are probably going to go towards that. If you read the article I wrote on on the KCSN Substack, defensive end has been something that they have prioritized uh, in the draft and using capital to acquire pass rush along the edges. And I think you could probably at this point say that Chiefs really haven't got their bang for their buck with their investments at defensive end. Their biggest misses, you know, in the draft have been defensive end Breland Speaks, Frank Clark, I think I, I don't think the Frank Clark narrative is fair to him entirely, but he's I mean, he hasn't been he hasn't he hasn't been able to be the guy he was in Seattle. I think there's circumstances why, but they didn't get the Frank the Seattle version of Frank Clark and Casey for much of his career. And that's a that's a bummer because the the, the Seattle version of Frank Clark was a very good football player, but they're gonna have to kind of overhaul that group and really change some things up there, I think. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen. I, I do think heavy investments, uh, you know, at edge in a lot of different ways. Maddie, you know what's you a know? good investment? I was just saying, do you know what is a good investment? I, I don't care. What is it? I think Macadoodles. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Macadoodles? Oh, okay. That, yeah, that's that's a lot better than what I was going to go about getting your best bang for your buck at your favorite neighborhood liquor store, Macadoodles, coming to the Kansas City area, there will be one opening up in Lee Summit later this year. I believe summer this year in Lee Summit. If you're anywhere in the area and out two out three hours away, it's worth your drive down there to check it out. It's not just the best liquor store. It doesn't just have the best selection, the best customer service. It's not just Craig Stout's second home. No, it is the best place you can go. You are going to get the best bang for your buck at McAdoodles. It is where you want to do all of your liquor shopping needs. And guess what? It doesn't have to only be Lee Summit. No, you're out there. You're listening. You want to be, you know, an investor, a franchisee. You can get in touch with Roger at info at McAdoodles.com and get another one to the Kansas City area. You know what's better than just one good defensive end? Two. You know what's better than one McAdoodles? Two or three or four. I should not have to fly across the country and then drive there. No, there should be one on every corner of Kansas City moving forward. So, guys, if you're listening, again, Roger at info at McAdoodles. There needs to be more of them around. I don't want to have to drive everywhere to find it, and neither should you. But if you're in the area, it's worth driving to. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, defensive tackle time. Let's talk about this because, you know, Derek Noddy, the loan you know, defensive contributor from that first 2018 draft, he's finally a free agent. Um, and he's a guy that, you know, he, he, he's played a big role in this, on this team. Um, draft free agency, what you looking at? You can't just say Mark Juan McCall out of Kentucky. You're not allowed to just say that. Fine. Bully <laughs> ball McCall out of Kentucky. <laughs> Jaron Reed too, by the way, they're losing Jaron Reed. Okay, so the Chiefs defensive tackle room is going to be interesting because Chris Jones is obviously, you know, the marquee guy on this defense. He's going to be making the most money, presumably, after you move on from Frank Clark. I would anticipate that to continue. I mean, maybe they, you know, open up the checkbook to somebody, but I think it'll be Chris Jones. You need to find someone that pairs with him, though. Chris Jones is great, but he's not the defensive tackle that's going to do absolutely everything on any given down. He needs to play next to a great run stuffer, which is why Derek Noddy was such a good fit which is why getting Jaron Reed, who was a good run defender, but then offered a little bit as a pass rusher, made a lot of sense. Both those guys are hitting for agency now. Neither one are particularly coming off their best season. So I don't know what that's going to look like for them. You need somebody, and we keep saying this, but like I think you need somebody right away. Now, the difference between defensive tackle and some of the defensive end, wide receiver, I don't know if you necessarily need a good player. You just need someone that can come in and legitimately eat up space to play next to Chris Jones. You might not even have to draft a defensive tackle. Maybe you have enough with Tershawn Wharton sitting behind him, with Colin Saunders. You have some guys you can cycle in, so you might be able to get through a season by just signing, or a season or two by just signing one or two kind of jag-level defensive tackles as long as they're able to go out there and play. You just need guys to complement Chris Jones there on the interior, I think, going forward. and At least that's the base level. I think you can get by with that. If you see a good value in the draft, you might want to jump on it, but I think you've got to start with the, the signing and free agency. So I can I just throw a few names out of curiosity? I'm just going to throw some – some. I, we haven't been talking okay. very many names, but I just, there's some names like Linval Joseph, 34-year-old Linval Joseph on a one-year deal. He's old, but he would make a lot of sense. Okay. This one's a little different, but Calais Campbell, just, I, do you think, I mean, it's not, he's not exactly what we're talking about, but Calais Campbell at 36 years old. Probably not because I don't know the fit. Although I believe he was with Colin Joe before. Colin. So. Yep. Yeah. See where I'm going. Okay. Brandon Williams. You're just giving me all these same guys. <laughs> I know. Also. Uh, with going before, uh, I mean, yeah, for a one-year deal, yeah, sure. Okay, I just, I, I don't know. I saw a few of those names. It's like, it seems like there's enough of those types out there that the Chiefs could get by with just kind of looking the free agency route. Um, no, here, here would be my pushback. Like, are any of those guys going to cost be that much cheaper than Derek Naughty? And if they, if they're not, why not just bring back Naughty if they're going to be the same price? Because he's a already fair been question. here. Like, so 
I have no problem if they do that. Like I have no problem bringing back Derek Nottie or Jaron Reed. I just think that you did see kind of as the year went along, Chris Jones needs help from yeah. more than just Melvin Graham, from more than just Frank Clark. Like there needs to be a little bit more. And so I just wondered if maybe they'd give a little bit better defensive tackle play next to him. I mean, I guess they tried with Jaron Reed. So who, who knows where that position's going? That's a, that's a weird one. Cause you have invested so much money into it because of Chris Jones, you know, cap hit but I don't know how you get that return on investment when what you're waiting on is a nose tackle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Some of this roster construction is just interesting. Just all of it. Like if, if you look at it from 50,000 feet. All right. How about linebacker? So the chiefs have spent a lot of draft capital at linebacker in the past. They're probably going to cut Anthony Hitchens free agency draft, both what you think. Put your fists up uh chief's kingdom. You are re-signing Benjamin Neiman. Okay, Ben Neiman. I don't know if his name is actually Benjamin. You're just going to re-sign Ben Neiman, and then you're going to call it good. You're going to draft, you know, get a UDFA guy. You're going to bring somebody up from the practice squad. You are going to go into next year after you cut Hitchens. You are going to go into next year with Ben Neiman, Nick Bolton, and Willie Gay as your linebackers. Maybe somebody, you know, steps up off the practice squad. Maybe you move Zane Anderson down there full-time, whatever it may be, but that's your linebacker group. You cannot invest anymore. You want to sign, you know, a $3 million linebacker like a Damian Wilson to come in and play reps and free agency. Sure. I don't really count that as much of a move though, but like Ben Neiman is your guy. If you're getting it, we're going to get to it in a second. You're getting rid of Frank Clark. You're getting rid of Anthony Hitchens and you're going to get rid of Tyron Matthew. If that's the way it comes, somebody on that defense has to know what's going on. And Ben Neiman's next in line. If you get rid of those three. All right. Well, if the Chiefs were going to invest at the linebacker position, there's a guy I bet he sticks in the NFL, and I bet he goes day three. His name's Troy Anderson out of Montana State, a guy we're higher on than maybe most people. I think he sticks in the NFL, Maddie. What about you? This guy's absolutely going to stick in the NFL. Do you want to know why? He went to Montana State as a running back, and then he had a good year. Then he transitioned to quarterback and he got named all mountain West quarterback. Then he makes the move after playing running back after playing quarterback to linebacker. And guess what? He's a really good linebacker too. The first thing you're gonna see is this guy's 245 pounds and he might be the fastest linebacker on any field. He steps on like just the explosion, the ability to close downhill, the raw athletic gifts that Troy Anderson has is enough to make him play in the NFL special teams, dime linebacker he's going to take some time to get there to read and react to the you know the nfl to playing linebacker but the athletic profile is going to stick in the nfl for a long time and you know he's smart seeming he's gone from one position to another to another troy anderson i bet he sticks in the nfl and if you're looking for clubs golf clubs that is make sure you check out six golf they are the absolute best value in golf it's not even close go to sticks.golf and use promo, promo code KCSN10 will get you a discount on a wonderful set of clubs. Trust me, if you fall in love with golf like I have, this is the best value you can absolutely find in this space. All right, let's talk about cornerback. This is a fun one. I play, so I, I, you know, we've been, we were looking at draft capital. The Chiefs have spent essentially um, the value of, of, of a fourth round pick in total draft capital over four years at cornerback, um, like a mid round, mid fourth round pick. Um, they've not spent more than $3 million on a contract at cornerback. This might be the year for this to change. Maddie, free agency draft. What are you doing at the cornerback position? Losing Charvarius Ward. What are you doing? 
Okay. We're not doing names, but we're doing names. Um, I'm going to throw whatever JC Jackson wants at him. He's Ooh. young. He can play anything. I'm giving him whatever he wants. I'll pay him more than Jalen Ramsey if I have to right now just because of inflation. I If he hits free agency, if Bill Belichick doesn't pay him, I'm signing JC Jackson for whatever he wants. If you don't land him, you wait it out. You sign a late free agency period cornerback that can come in and maybe start with you or push Fenton to start, and then you're just drafting multiple corners in your first four rounds of this NFL draft, if that's the route you have to go. But I, my entire free agency plan would hinge on getting JC Jackson if he heads free agency. I uh, I am all in on an early draft pick at cornerback and signing someone for more than three million dollars at cornerback. So I I think I think the Chiefs you think you're getting both. I think you I think you should. I mean I don't know if you will. Well, but here's well let's talk about it because like I think safety's part of this factor too. You're gonna have to rework the dynamics of your secondary a little bit if you're not bringing Tyron Matthew back. And we don't know if they're bringing Tyron Matthew back. Sure doesn't feel like Tyron Matthew thinks he's back with some of the sentiments that he is kind of portrayed during the off season. So let's talk about safety. Are you drafting? Are you signing? What are you doing, Maddie? How many draft picks have we spent so far? We've spent like right, 17 out on, of no, our no, no, no. six. One, two, three, four, five, six. No. Yeah. Six. We're at six. Oh, okay. Cool. So far. Oh now, no. Then we're, then we're drafting a safety. Okay. I, um, I know this would be the most draft picks that Brett Veach has ever picked. But I mean, maybe you bump one of those day three picks to an undrafted free agent. We all know that anything after, you know, mid round four is a UDFA anyway. Um, so you might as well just take that guy. So draft a safety, um, go ahead and get one, you know, top 100. If you don't get Tyre Matthew back, I mean, you might as well take one of the top 100. It's such a hard position. The safety is one of the harder, hardest positions to fit because you don't know how everyone's going to use them. And it varies so much from team to team. So like there's a good free agent safety class right now. There's a lot of talented guys out there. It's just the value of them. What the chiefs would ask them to do is so different than what they've been doing. I can't put my thumb on what I think they'll do, but I mean like draft one, sign a guy to starter money. It doesn't matter. You just need it. Like so many other positions, you just need a body out there. That's ready to play. And I do think that you can find a safety that's ready to play on round two or round three. I, I agree. Um, I, I, I don't think that's a bad move either. It's, you know, and, and I know there's like a, there's a big difference when we talk about free agency between bottom of the roster guys and like real investments, but I think you've got to take into consideration where the injection of talent is going to occur. And that's kind of what we've been trying to lay out here. So um, it's been interesting. So like, I think there's some guys, you know, it's early draft picks, some guys it's late draft picks, some guys it's big free agents, free agent investments, some guys it's, you know, Ben Neiman and I'm not, this isn't discrediting Ben Neiman. This is just he, Ben Neiman played well, but this is just saying Ben Neiman's not getting $10 million a year next year from somebody. Um, I'm going to just run through this real quick. Cause like this is the draft side of this is fascinating to me. Well, and I feel like I cheated the system. I feel like I said I would draft and sign somebody at like every position. So but I'm sure that helped. I'm sure that I, helped out the system. We presented some context here for some of these two. I mean, like I, you know, like I don't think we're talking about trying to spend a lot of money at free agency. I think we kind of set kind of our course for how we would do it. Oh no, the chiefs better spend a lot of money in free agency. I'm talking about interior, like interior offensive line, for instance, yeah. we didn't spend a ton of money. All right. Okay. So we had the chiefs drafting a running back. I, I marked down what I'm going to, I'm going to lay this out. If the chiefs went early, they have four, they have four day one and two picks. Correct. Wide receiver edge cornerback safety. Your four early day one and two picks. Yes. 
Yeah, I feel good about that. And I would say safety and a safety and a second corner. Like I would say it's just two DBs. Two of those are DBs because if you go sign Marcus May, for example, at safety, you're not going to draft a safety too, but you might draft two corners. And the first, like, yeah, two DBs, a wide receiver, and an edge. I think that's a good general consensus of what to expect as of right now for the draft. Okay, then we had running back, tight end, offensive tackle as three draft picks. So you're you're looking at seven total picks. The Chiefs have they're they're going to have nine or ten picks this year. From all indications, they're getting an extra pick for Ryan Poles uh, in, in his ascent to a general manager position. They got four top one hundred and two picks. They like, top one hundred two. I think is right now they're projected to get the hundred second pick in the draft in the compensatory formula. Well, they're going to have like we got what like four. Round seven picks. It's like they're gonna have it's, a lot. It, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's crazy. So <laughs> you could see that she's maybe try to move and package some of their day three picks to try to move up a little bit in some of these spots. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. But I do think like I think we have like personally, I think those are the right players that you're gonna address with your early draft capital. And who knows? I mean, Brett Veach might trade. You might he might trade it before it's all said and done. Uh, because like that's some. And honestly, don't know if I would. Be upset about that uh, if they're going to hit on their picks the way they did last year. <laughs> Listen, good pal, Chief Bearcat said it, I believe, in the Discord the other day. Trade for Marshawn Lattimore. They're in Capel in New Orleans. Oh, what do they get? They have to rebuild somewhere. He's young. Yeah, he's going to be pricey, but you want to you talk about a good corner. There, there's your Brett Veach trades his first round pick away. Move oh. right there. Like there, there's a team that's going to be desperate to move from him if they want to save cash. There's a team that's going to be desperate for him and a GM that loves to throw around first round draft picks for proven players. I want, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get Marcus Lattimore with the 30th pick in the draft uh, in the draft. Like it's going to be like Mark. He is. Oh yes. <laughs> God, that sounds incredible. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll, yeah. I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll roll with that one. Uh, any other thoughts? about this roster building this off season, it's going to get pretty wild. I think. Yeah, I, I think it will. I I'm excited for like, uh, once we get heading towards free agency and you start to hear who the chiefs are bringing back on their own roster, I think it clears a lot of this up. Cause I mean, like a lot of, when we went through these positions, there was a lot of, I think they should resign this guy and that's going to change what you're doing. You know, if they resign both McKinnon and Daryl Williams, you can remove running back from where we think they're going to spend, you know, a draft picks. It's something like that's like, I'm excited just to even see what their own in-house moves are going to be. So I think that'll kind of paint a picture for where they're trying to go. Are you going to get another run at back year? Or is it going to be a year where they let Frank go, let Hitchens go, let Tyron go, and now all of a sudden you're spending big money in free agency like you did a couple years ago? This is going to be a massive offseason for the Chiefs, and I think we've talked about it a couple times in a lot of different ways because I think it kind of sets the course for the next wave. Are they going to try to continue to keep this group relatively together are they going to try to make some sweeping changes to to bring in some different voices uh, some guys that might be a little bit you know different perspective and, and haven't reached that, that ultimate goal it's gonna be interesting and uh Listen, we'll be here you get that answer i gotta cut you off this is the rules um you get that answer before free agency starts i tell you right now if you see coaching staff changes if you see new blood coming to this coaching staff on like besides just joe colin but especially offensively or more guys defensively I think you're going to get a wild free agency period off season. If you see same guys return, if you just see in-house elevations, you know, Eric BNB returning or a Matt Nagy returning, like just same guys that come back. I wouldn't be surprised to see a run it back type approach 
to this next year. So like, I think you'll get kind of a hint at where they're going to go with their players based on whatever they do with their assistant coaches. And we should know that within the next week to two weeks at most. Yeah. So like, I think we're going to start kind of starting to see the light and then you'll get that full answer right before free agency starts right around combine time. Yeah. And you'll probably get answers on some of the direction that they're going to go with some of their bigger contract players too, by then I would anticipate as well. That is going to do it for the KC laboratory. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching wherever you are consuming this. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch you later. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com